0: Okay, everyone. If you haven't met me, my name's Stuart. I'm the leader of the church. And what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to share a bit of time with my wife, Melanie. I'm going to take you through a little bit of our story over the last um, 10 years. And um, what I'd love you to do as you listen to this and go through this is just connect yourself uh, to us wherever you join this story. Some of you will have been here kind of from the beginning. Uh, some of you will have not been here but watched us from the beginning because you kind of known us that long. Others of you will have joined us on this journey. Some will have joined and then left and God had called them on to other things. Some of you will have joined and you're still uh, with us here now, but you're all part of our journey, you're all part of, of our story, and we heard so many of them on that video, um, and uh, so just connecting to what we're doing today, and the purpose of me telling this story is that we would once again uh, be amazed at the goodness and faithfulness of God, uh, who he is, what he's done, um, how he's led us um, to this place. I also want to just take this opportunity to say a great big thank you to so many of you. Or who have helped to make this uh, story a reality, who have served, who have have followed, who've been obedient to God, who've loved, who've given, who've cared. Uh, You have been so good on this journey and you have been so faithful to God's call that has made all this happen because God works to use his people uh, to outwork his purposes and you've been all part of it and so I want to praise God and I want to thank you uh, today for everything that's happened. So Going back to the beginning of our journey, um, before we kind of launched as a church, uh, myself, Melanie, and an eight month old baby, Levi, our first son, we moved to Sutton Coldfield in uh, August 2010. Um, we'd resigned our positions on staff of our previous church, we had sold our house. Uh, we moved up to Sutton Coldfield and rented um, a place on Westwood Road. Now, for those of you who did the photo challenge over uh, today or yesterday, thank you so much for all of you did it. I've seen your photos online. You'll recognize some of these places as you go through things. I've been there. I've taken a photo there. I acted out whatever we asked you to do there. Um, and the first one was Westwood Road because that was our first place where we lived uh, and we gathered some of the, the, the original team and others who joined us there. So we moved to Westwood Road. Um, I started working part time for the church. I did a couple of days a week. So I was also a supply teacher because my background is a primary school teacher. I so saw I was all over the area uh, teaching on a few other days to kind of make up the income to support the family. Not long after we moved a couple of weeks, a few weeks after that, Anna Kultup, uh moved up um, and joined us. She actually lived with us. Um, and then Joe Davis, joined, uh, moved a couple of weeks after that. Um, and he rented a place in town. And so we were the kind of the initial wave. And then a couple of weeks after that, or maybe a couple of months after that, Jonathan and Georgina Dean moved up and then Ben and Charlotte Senior joined them. And we had commitments from Matt and Phil and their uh, eldest Delta who were going to arrive in the Easter. But that's kind of where we got to. So when it came to uh, launch time, that was our team ready to start. And what I want to look at is the five seasons Of the church that I think we've been through over the last 10 years. So you can tick them off as we go. So, our first season was really our getting started season. And this took place in the Bannersgate Community Hall, uh, which some of you have gone to on the photo challenge. Um, And we were there for just six months, our initial starting period. And it was our first public Sunday meeting on Sunday, the 30th of January, in that hall. The hall, if you look, managed to peer through the window and look, it was just one small room. It had a kitchen hatch off it but we could serve tea and coffee and refreshments but that was it and I remember on our first meeting going to it. I knew I could guarantee eight adults and one uh, baby in the room and that was it uh, praise God that on that first morning we actually had 20 people turn up there were 16 adults and four children I don't know where they came from but they came uh, and got involved with that um, and it was an interesting time because when you're meeting in run room and we had numbers of children turn up all small toddling around, um, uh, everything had to happen in one place. So I would be preaching and the kids would just come up and get involved with it. Come and talk to me, stand with me, come and show me whatever they've been doing and then toddle off back to what they're doing. Um, but it was a great time. We were meeting fortnightly through that period. Um, and Matt and Phil moved in, uh, moved up in the April. So we got going. Um, and then we hit our first summer uh, and we, we did something called Church in the Garden where we actually met in people's gardens. We didn't go in the hall. The weather was good. We went in the garden and we moved it around various people's gardens. We got together and we did some activities. Uh, we had communion and then we had a picnic together. And it was just our very uh, small beginnings of what God um, had called us to and where we were going. And then we moved into our second season which is when we went to meeting from the, the community hall to the grammar school, the Sutton Coldfield Grammar Schools for Girls from August 2011 for the next 12 months to July 2012. And because we outgrew the community hall very quickly because uh, of just being that one room, we moved to the girls' school, we moved to weekly meetings. And if you remember, if you've been in the main hall at the girls' school, you realised there was an awful lot of room to grow. But we were really small. We didn't use the stage. Uh, as we did uh, later, we only had two rows of chairs out, so we put them kind of in a in a semicircle to try and make them look bigger. We spaced them out and spread them the gaps between them just so they looked like more. Uh, than they were and that's where we came. We served tea and coffee in the hall because it was like we were kind of rattling a bit so how can we take up some of this space and we'll put the tea and coffee at the back of the hall just to kind of keep the movement going on there and people started to join us. Uh, We started to grow. We grew um, as people joining us. We also grew because children got born. Asher, our second son was born there. Uh, Matt and Phil had Blue. He was born in that period as well which was wonderful uh, because we were growing but also a bit of a challenge when you suddenly have two two And you're trying to run the meeting and the kids' work and preach all at the same time. But that was just life. We had our first baptism in this season, Andrew Pinder, uh, July 2012. We were in Paul and Catherine Long's back garden in their hot tub, and we all gathered together. Uh, George made a cake and uh, we baptized Andrew, which was fantastic. And my enduring memory of that season uh, was driving home one day from one of our meetings we kind of packed up the car and everyone had left and we'd sort of left the school and we were driving down Jockey Road back home and I remember sitting there in the car with Melanie um, and Anna was in the back with Levi and Ash and we were just like and I said to her I think this might work I think I think this church, I think we might be getting somewhere and this might work. Mel's response to me was, I should hope so. We sold our house, we've moved here. But that was I think I think we're getting there. I think we're starting to build something, get some momentum. Our time in the girls' school was a little bumpy in places because we had to move around rooms, we're in the main hall sometimes, and then that exam, so we had to move to the drama studio, we're in there for a few weeks, and then we had to move to the Their old sports. So I don't think it exists anymore. I think it's been torn down. A new one's been built. Uh, And so we met there. um, And so with a little bit of movement and ultimately at the end of that season, we were we were asked to to leave because they didn't have any staff to open up on a Sunday. It was just an awkward day for them. And so we had basically four weeks to find a new venue, which um, focuses your prayer life but it also induces panic in you or something like we've got nowhere to meet. We need to find somewhere uh, in four weeks. We've got to get out of school. Where are we going to go next? Uh, And in this season, we went into our third season uh, where we moved to the Clifton road youth center. And this season actually was our, is our longest one we've had as a church. And this is where we got established and really started to grow and form what we kind of look like and feel like today. Now, Uh, The Youth Centre is a council-run youth centre. If you did the photo challenge, you would have been back there. And uh, it wasn't a particularly pleasant place uh, in terms of its clearness and its decor, and it needed some cleaning up. But God showed incredible favour on us as we went there. Uh, We were shown favour by those who run the Youth Centre. We were charged very little uh, to hire it. And they let us hire it all day, not just for the couple of hours where we do kind of church meetings. They said, no, you can have it all day do whatever you want for it, which was just amazing. And we were allowed to put our own permanent signage up. Phil made this great big sign, said Real Life Church. And they said, you can just bolt that to the wall and leave that there. And anyone who comes through that will know this is the home of Real Life Church. We got to put signs outside and leave them there all week. We, um, We wanted some doors put in where there were no doors. I said, can we just take this kind of wooden frame thing out and put some doors here to enter our main hall and they said yes you can do that which was just amazing we also got to bless the youth center in return because uh, the hall uh, the floor in the main hall was pretty old dirty tatty they didn't have the money to do anything with it so we said can we can we get the, whole, the floor redone? We want it all kind of sanded down, looked at, varnished and professionals. And it took me- several days for that to happen. And they said, if you pay for it, you can do it. And we said, we'd love to. And so we got the hall done. It really transformed our sort of meeting area. And the great news was that then they used centre could then hire it for other people. Other people came in at other nights uh, and other days on the Saturday to hurry out, so they got to make some money so we really got to bless them as they had blessed us in doing this and in this season we really grew as a church we really saw God's grace on us and blessing us and we we got established there's many people who joined us sort of from the surrounding area people who look moved the area look for a church can we come we're looking for your type of church we have people from the area outside Sutton Cole people we had people join from Erdington and King Standing and Streetly and Aldridge and Tamworth and God was just pulling uh, people into us and what we're doing in this season uh, a guy named Julian Adams who was a friend of the church uh, who's had an incredible prophetic gift he came and spent an evening with us and prophesied over us as a church and many of you uh, got prophesied over which really propelled us forward into what God was doing. Um, Sutton Christian Fellowship, which another church meeting in the town, felt it was right before God for them to close and come and join us, which was a great blessing because it added to us in numbers, but it also spread our age. We got teenagers, we got some more gray hair, um, so it sort of spread us out because we were quite young as a church at the time, and it propelled us forward in that. Our kids' work grew significantly through that season, where we were splitting the age groups all the time just to manage them in the rooms we had. We still people saved, we saw people healed, we saw people set free, we saw people baptised and so many babies were born to us. It seemed every few months another baby would turn up uh, in that season which was just a wonderful time. We started many of the events that We still run now in that season. Um, We uh, started Messy Easter and Messy Christmas at that time, which are still going. We got involved in the fun run, uh, the community games, the Boldmere Street Festivals, our Christmas carol service, which um, if you've been to us, you know, we go all out for that. That began in that season. We got involved in a local food bank. Uh, We ran bun parties and knit night and acoustic costa. We started our church at prayer meeting in this season, our men's and women's events, our Easter egg hunts um, in Sutton Park. We ran alpha courses. We ran marriage courses. We ran freedom in Christ. We went to the Catalyst Festival and camped there. We sent our teenagers to New Day and they camped there. We celebrated our fifth birthday as a church Um, In January 2016, um, we had, by that time, we'd grown to well over um, 100 of us, Um, and God was just doing amazing things. It was such a time of blessing and growth um, in that season. And it got to a point where, because God had added to us, because people had joined us, because people had been saved and baptized, we actually just got to big for the place, which was kind of laughable when we first met, went there and there was this big hall and these big rooms we could run our kids work in. We actually just ran out of space. We couldn't fit all the kids in, in their age groups. We couldn't fit the youth group in and our in, and us in the main hall. So we had to just move on from that place. Uh, we had to leave, which was a time of sadness because God had done so much, but also a time of excitement because we knew God was calling on us onto something greater, which leads to the fourth season of our church where we really kind of grew up um, as a church and that time we returned uh, to the grammar school um, in those uh, four and a half years we'd been away God had been working there and so when we returned to the grammar school they had just taken on an outside agency to manage their lettings so it was a really smooth process and again God showed us great favor and worked on our behalf because as we went to talk to the school and said we'd love to hire on a Sunday and we started working out the details school in that period we hadn't been there had spent an awful lot of money they'd raised and built a great big extension uh, with the glass atrium and the classrooms at the back which is where we've run kids work if you've been there and we had a meeting with the business manager and I remember going into uh, the office where she was there and we were talking um, back and forth and we said we'd like to hire your brand new super flash atrium and we want to put 50 to 75 small children in it and she was so gracious and said we'd love to hire that to you we'd love to hire it to you and give that and so we've ran our kids workout out out of that since then and it's been an incredible blessing so the kids have got different age groups they've got a massive open area um, that we do the craft stuff the teenagers can go upstairs Uh, they, they were wonderful we were back in the main hall because we had grown we had to then put kind of the band on the stage and preached from the stage and put out way more than two rows that we had when we left. Um, in that season, we grew, our influence grew um, in the town um, and what we were getting involved there. We continued to grow numerically, particularly among the, the young. Uh, we saw more salvations, more baptisms, more healings, more babies um, being born to us. Um, And it was in this kind of season as we sort of left the the youth centre and got involved at the girls school that Andy and Heather uh, Martin got involved in us. They had moved to Birmingham um, and we had known them for many years kind of from a distance. We sort of crossed paths. But when they moved uh, to Birmingham, I found out about it. I contacted them and said, please, can you kind of come and help us? Give us some input. Just talk to us, bring some wisdom, help shape us where we're going because we still got questions. I'm not sure. And I cannot underestimate their input to us as a church and that the help they brought us and the wisdom they brought us and how they spoke to us they helped us on our journey to appointing our first set of elders uh, which took place in July uh, 2019 myself and Jeremy and Matt appointed our first elders our fathers of the church and I felt in that season it was like the end of the beginning Uh, we had done kind of the initial thing God had called us to which was to come here to plant a church get it established on biblical foundation, we've seen people become Christians, we've seen people heal, we've seen people delivered, we've seen people baptized, we've taught the bible, we've served the community, we've fed the poor, we've raised up leaders, we receive apostolic input, we've connected to the wider body of Christ, we've supported overseas mission and we would also appointed elders in the church and It was a a great kind of season there where we thought we're really growing up as a church. We're maturing. We're moving towards kind of our 10 years. This is exciting times. I wonder what God is doing next. And by this time, we were well over 200 of us, men, women, children, meeting in the girls school. And it was just exciting to be a part of us with the presence of God and all the things that were happening. And then this brings us to the final season of our 10 years journey, which was online church uh, which began April 2020 to date and we were excited kind of in the girls were thinking this is God's gonna God's gonna do something Um, and that hasn't happened over the last 10 months the last time we met in person as a church was March the 15th 2020 which is almost 12 months ago Um, and there are some of you on the call tonight who've never been to one of our in-person meetings. I wanna thank you for coming and getting involved with us in the way we would least want to do it because we don't get to meet you and talk to you and kind of connect with you personally, but you've come and you've joined us and I wanna say thank you for that. And this is a season that I could never have imagined us going through when we started. It's not something that I ever thought, do you know what, on our 10th birthday, we're all gonna be stuck in our own homes Connecting via screen. It was just, it would have been outrageous um, if you'd ex- uh, told me about that. I would have laughed at you. But In this season, we've learned loads. We've learned how to handle and harness technology. We've learned about Zoom. We've started our own YouTube channel, uploading videos, editing, getting information out there. We've taken our things, normal stuff we're doing church online. So our Sunday meetings, our life groups, our church at prayer, all our business meetings have to happen online uh, via kind of FaceTime technology. Um, There are things we've had to stop doing because we've been restricted uh, due to the pandemic there are some things we've had to adapt and all our seasons that we've gone through have had their ups and downs but I feel this as a church has been one of our toughest yet through it all God is still working we are still here we're still loving the Lord we're still worshiping him the Bible is still being taught we are still learning and growing we are seeing people join us um, and, and get involved some of the events we've stopped we've adapted and they've actually turned out to be more fruitful our messy events Um, seem to be reaching even further than they were when we had them in person in the girls' school and we ran them back to back and had several hundred children through the door. Now they've gone online they're reaching even further schools are using our material other churches are using our materials so many people are getting involved and hearing the good news of Jesus we're still serving the poor in our community we're still uh giving and serving um to those working overseas as well so God is still at work in us even though we're in this funny online church season and that brings us today our 10th Anna, uh, birthday celebration We never expected to do this online, we never expected to be here and now. We had so many plans of things we wanted to do if we were meeting, but if we had done that, there are some of you on the call who would never have been part of that, and so I'm thankful that we're here in this situation and you get to be involved and hear a bit of this story. We've heard stories from that video of how many lives God has changed over the 10 years. We've worshipped together and expressed our love for him and our unity as God's people. God is still good. God is still building his church. And 10 years on from when we began, God is still faithful to his promises. He is still going to be with us. He is still uh, going to move us forward. And there are so many things that we can be thankful for over the last 10 years. Okay, I'm going to hand over to Melanie now. There you go.
1: Lovely. Right, as when I speak, normally I just kind of chuck a load of stuff out there that you might need a pen or a bit of paper, your phone out with your kind of note app, open so that you can write down anything that you feel God puts on your heart my expectation is as I share some things that that we see for the next 10 years that you will grab hold of some of it and go that's mine and I I felt like as I was prepping this God said to me tonight there is an option for shared ownership So shared ownership works in a way that you can take a percentage of a property and it's between 25% and 75%. So you can almost fully own it or you can come in at a lower level and and own a, a portion of it. But I felt like what God said tonight is some of the things that you're here, they're for you. They're for you to take hold of. They're for you to grab. And some of you are part of Real Life Church and you're going to grab them and you're going to take hold of them here. Some of you are part of other churches where you're going to hear things and you're going to go, that's mine. I'm having that and I'm taking that into my church. Shared ownership means that we own this with Jesus. We own this in our hearts. We carry it like it's ours but actually we we know full well that actually it belongs to him and and part of it is on loan to us but we hold it like it's ours we live in it like it's ours and that's the option tonight the option is for those who want it there will be things to take hold of So we met as a leadership team a couple of weeks ago and just looked at things that we want to put in our budget and spend money on in the next year. In the next five years, we looked at things that we were like, we just want this. We want that. And so I tried to pull together bits and pieces of what we shared together and talked about some things. Stuart and I have talked about some things that that we've discussed over the years. And I'm just going to throw it all out there and you can say that's mine. I'm having that so we want to as a church keep on being large influential and reproducing and and that means that that in the mix of that we still want to see people saved and fully committed to Jesus and found in his family so not just people praying a a prayer but people that you can look at and go I see you you're here, you're serving, you're giving, you're a part of it, or I see you somewhere else. So we still want to see people thoroughly saved. And you might be sitting there thinking, yes, that's me. I want to see people thoroughly saved. I want to run alphas. I want to get involved in the in, in the actual telling of the stories, the gospels, I want to be out on the streets, I I want that, I hunger for that, that's where shared ownership comes in, grab it, say God that's mine, I'm, I'm taking hold of that, so we want to keep on being large, influential and reproducing a major part of that for us is seeing people saved and seeing people found in his family we still believe and this won't change we still believe that real life is about having a relationship with Jesus following the example of Jesus and changing our world with Jesus that's what God asked us to do here we're going to keep on doing that we want to keep meeting on sundays and keep meeting midweek we want to keep going with Sunday meeting, whatever they look like we want to keep going we want to keep going with gathering people midweek into communities we won't ever grow out of that we won't ever get too cool for that we're still going to gather people to hear the preach word experience the spirit we're still going to be hot on community and making sure we're loving one another we still want to be a people of the holy spirit We want to make sure that we are those who are filled with him in whatever we do so that whatever we do has him all over it. And we want to help people be baptized in the spirit, want to help people move in spiritual gifts. And you might be thinking, oh, I want that. I want that, grab it, take hold of it. Shared ownership is up for grabs tonight. We want to keep on being good to our community. And and our community here in Sutton Coldfield know know that we exist and, and, and benefit from us being here. We still want to keep on doing that. And I do believe there's so much more for us here. But I also think on the call will be people who think, I want to be good to my community and your community might be somewhere else, but actually you really just want to do it good. You really want it to benefit from the fact that Christians live here, from the fact that you live in your apartment block or your street or wherever you are. You want it to be of benefit to the people around you. We want to plant a church Dare I say, we want to plant many. And some of you are on our church planting team. I know it. Some of you, a team of us came from Stortford and we bought an A team. I tell so you, it was such a beautiful team to plant with. We will plant like that. And some of you are part of that A team. Some of you, in your heart, there's a church plant. Some of you came with us and there's another church in you. We want to plant a church and that's up for grabs, that's shared ownership and it might be 25% or 75%. You might even be sitting here thinking, I'm the church leader, I know it, I know it's me, I know I'm supposed to go on and do something like that. These are things that are up for grabs in the kingdom. You might be sitting there from somewhere else and you think, I know I'm supposed to plant where I am, supposed to help something get established quite honestly there's not a lot that's better than helping get a church established it's so beautiful so we want to do that we want to increase our staffing so we're a decent size and we could do with more staff we could do with more people helping us run this thing some of you are sitting there thinking that's me i'm having that and shared ownership i'm grabbing hold of that i'm Some of you, where you live, where you are, you know that that's something God has asked of you. I think you only work for church if you absolutely have to. And I say that like like having worked for church since I was 25. You only do this if you absolutely have to, because God gives you no other choice. Because in your heart, you know, that is exactly what I am supposed to do with my life. Some of you are on our staff team. (sighs) We want to multiply life groups and leaders. Some of you are life group leaders. You're not it at the moment, but you are life group leaders. Some of you have got a heart for people. You want to love on them. You want to gather them. You want to help them. You want to serve them. Some of you are life group leaders. You're not it yet, but you are it. Some of you are going to oversee life groups. Some of you are going to lead the whole thing, Like currently, we look after that. That's up for grabs. Shared ownership means that you can say, I want for that. I'm hungry for that. God, make that happen. Some of you are sitting there thinking, I know that God's put leadership on me. I know I'm influential. I know I'm supposed to do more. These are things that are up for grabs. We want to raise up way more mums and dads mums and dads in the house that that lead that look after people that take care of people maybe you're a mum maybe you're a dad we'd love diversity in that we'd love to look around and go this reflects something of where we live but also what God is like so maybe you're a mum maybe you're a dad Maybe you just think, I just want to lead and influence, teach and train, nurture. So spiritually, I've got something to pass on, something to give. Maybe that's you. We want to make sure the young remain a priority to us. God has done so much amongst the young here. He has to want to do more. More. Like it is an area of growth for us and one that, that I, I feel like God's hand and his favour is on. So you might be sitting there thinking, I, I'm, I'm a kids worker. I'm a youth worker. What I want to give my time to is this. I'm a teacher. I'm an influencer in that age group. I, I want to give more. I want to. That, that's up for grabs. Shared ownership means I can say to God, I, I want that. I'm hungry for that we want to stay online so out the back of this pandemic this virus we want to stay online and so we are going to keep going with things through YouTube and keep going with things through Zoom we have increased the number of people that pray with us at our church of prayer we've probably doubled it we want to keep going with some things that God has said, that's better. We're, silly things like we, we have been able to connect with Andy and Heather way more. It doesn't matter that they're in Cairo because we have got Zoom. So we're like, it's as if we're just sitting in Costa together having a chat. We've seen in their house. We've seen out their window. They can come and preach on a Sunday. What, what these things do for us is they open up things. That that we might have seen as walls or not possible, they say no, that's possible. Our messy events have gone out to hundreds. I would say it's probably gone three times the size that we would have done it contained in a hall. And I think God wants to keep those doors open. And so we're going to keep them open. We're going to spend a bit of money on it. We're going to spend a bit of time on it. We're going to get some help in on it. Your heart might be beating. You might think, oh my gosh, I'm desperate to help in that area. Grab it. Shared ownership means you can take a hold of it. We want to keep playing our part in the nations and amongst the poor. We see this increasing this year. So we have a part to play in relieving suffering, in relieving things amongst the poor, in getting the gospel out into the nations. And we believe we've kind of put our toe in the water and we believe some things where we're like, yeah, that feels good to us. We've not done anywhere near what God wants us to do amongst the poor and in the nations there's still such a lot for us to do in this area and you might be thinking that's me I'm going to help push that forward I'm going to help propel that into what we've got or you might be somewhere else thinking I know that God's put the nations on my heart being influential I know he's put the poor on my heart and your heart might be going now and God's saying grab hold of it take hold of it now There's more out there for us. And we have resources, we have people, we have finances, we are able to do way more in relieving suffering, we're able to do way more in being good news to the poor we want to. We think there's a building in our future and so we don't know whether we would rent that, whether it would be more like office space, community space, we're not really sure but we know there's a building. You might even be someone who thinks I'm building that building. You might be someone who works in planning or works in finance who thinks I know how to open things up, I know how to help with that. In the next few years we're going to need you And so if your heart's going, take hold of it. Say, God, I'm having that. I'm going to help us build a building, find a building. You might be somewhere where you're in a church currently who needs a building and you've got skills and resources caught up in your heart that could be so useful to your church. I want to suggest tonight that instead of sitting silently, you speak up. And you take ownership and you say, that's mine. I'm having that. We need some help with that. We need some people that are going to say, it's me. I know I'm supposed to help you with a building. And lastly, we want to train. We want to keep training people. And I love I I love hearing about all the courses that are going on around us it also makes me so dissatisfied because I know contained within Real Life Church is a lot of resources, a lot of people who've got loads of stuff within them that they want to share. So we want to, in our future, have some kind of a school the real life school, I like the sound of that, but some kind of way that people can come in and and get involved in modules. They can say, I've just been saved. I want to know how to read my Bible. We could say, great, module six, hop online. You can get that one done. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to know how to speak in tongues. Great. Module 10, get on that. We we want to have something that we can access where people say, I want to know the Bible more. I want to go deeper. And we say, brilliant. Try our theology module. We, we just want some stuff that is open. And we've had this prophesied over us. Matt and Phil have had stuff about resourcing people in worship and teaching and training. Charlotte's had stuff. I know that within us, there are teachers and trainers that we just want to release. And your heart might be beating because you think, I'm one of them. I'm supposed to teach. I'm supposed to train. I'm supposed to equip people. And so what we'd love you to do, Real Life Church, is listen to the Spirit, listen to your heart beating, listen to what God's calling you into and asking you of. And we want you to speak up in this season. We want to hear from you. If you're part of a local church somewhere else, tell them. Say, actually, on Sunday night, God got my heart going and he's drawing things out of me. I feel like the times now For us to speak up, the time's now for us to take ownership and say, God, I'll take 25%, I'll take 50%. If there's 75% up for grabs, I'll take the whole lot. This costs us because in shared ownership, you have to put down money. You have to say, okay, I'm paying that amount to own it and the rest in rent it costs you costs you to say yes but I do believe what we're going to gain from it is something real something solid something amazing so tonight jot down what you want to take ownership of say to Jesus I'm, I'm all in I'm 75% I'm going all out I'm 50% I'm 25% to be honest In shared ownership, God will take whatever you are willing to sacrifice and give. He'll have it. And we know that Stuart and I know that we know that when we said yes to Jesus, that he was like, great, I'll have that. We know that even when we've wavered or doubted or, you know, and we've been in and we've been like, well, we've got 25 percent. He said, great, I'll have that. I'll take that. I'll take you at your word and I'll fill in the rest. I'll put in the 75%. If you've got the 50, I'll put the 50 in. So I do believe tonight that's what God's wanting to do. So we have asked our leadership team to help us commission us now. I think this is for us as Real Life Church, but also for those of you who've dialed in from wherever you are, that God wants to commission us into our next 10 years that he's not really bothered that it's a pandemic or there's a virus out there that's limiting things. He is unlimited. He's not limited at all by any of this. And in fact, because his grace and mercy is, is, is massive, he will do more than we could ever ask or imagine. So I think if it's all right, um, Stuart's going to come back and join me in here, I hope.